0: Maybe it's supposed to be a teach this morning, which will be fine with me, because I don't know that I can run around with my ankle. I'm scared it's going to blow up. I said we were going to be talking about The Keeper. Tommy, that's your title, The Keeper. You've got your Bibles. Let's go to Psalms. Chapter One Twenty One. I just want to walk through this passage and uh, extract what God will allow us to extract. And I have written some notes, and I'm okay with that. Just high points, I think. And my wife had to buy me some new glasses so I could see this morning because. It's bad when you can't see because you put your glasses down you can't see to find them. And I just can't seem to find two pair. So, Psalms chapter 121. Let me give you just a, a little bit of backdrop on this. This certain psalm was known, or they say that this psalm was used by by pilgrims that would be on their way to Jerusalem um, in their yearly festivities at the temple. And this psalm was actually one that they, they're they pretty sure, <laughs> I guess they are. Either that or somebody just said, yeah, they probably sang it. But they're saying that they sang this hymn on the way and if you know anything about this this pilgrim pilgrimage that these people took they would have to i mean you're talking about people that's walking through wildernesses um, going through mountains and valleys to get to jerusalem i mean we think it's just a (laughs) how anybody else in here drive more than an hour to church Y'all think an hour to church is bad? You should see how these people had to travel. (laughs) But then they go, yeah, but they only done it once a year. Okay, okay. But they walked it. (laughs) But So what they had to go through, a lot of these people would need some sort of encouragement. And so as they would be walking this, this roadway or pathway or whatever they would be taking, this song would come up and they would begin to sing this song. So, if you will, Psalms 121. The psalmist says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. Now, if you, if you look at that, you'll notice that there's a question mark. So he's not really implying that I'm going to lift my head and look to the hills to where my help comes from. He's saying, I lift up my eyes, and if you can help me, or if you can picture this, I'm trying to talk to the Holy Spirit and you two at the same time. So if you'll help me and you'll listen, it would be as though we would look up to the heavens and we would ask this question, from where does my help come? So this wasn't a statement that this psalmist was saying, and I don't want you to get it in your, in your mind as you're looking, that he's looking to the hills and he says, I'll lift up my eyes to the hills to where my help comes. That's not really as it is, that it sounds. He is basically looking up and he's asking, from whence, from where does my help come? And right after that, he answers himself. Isn't it amazing sometimes as as we wander and we go our way and sometimes we just look up and say, God, where is my help? And then all of a sudden we're reminded and we answer our own. Anybody else answer yourself? I answer myself a lot. That's probably why I get in a lot of trouble. But I answer myself a lot. And that, that's what's going on here. He's, he's saying, where does my help come from? And all of a sudden, bang, in his head. My help comes from the Lord. See, if, if we, oh boy, it's going to be a teach. I'm scared to run. If we would go through life and if we would walk through our faith walk, And we could be reminded that our help comes from Him. If if we would constantly look to Him and ask those questions where does my help come? The world is looking to lawmakers. I'm not going to get on the soapbox, but the world is looking for lawmakers for their help. Can I ask a simple question? I might get on a box. Can I ask a simple question? Can you tell me of all the crazy nonsense that's taking place and all the idiotic, stupid, ignorant laws that are being made and passed and debated even, can you tell me that when they do pass, has it helped anything? Can I tell you that even though we pass these laws... The satisfaction that people are looking for are fleshly satisfactions. I'm here to tell you this morning, tell the country and every other church and whoever else wants to listen, that the more that you want and the more that you get will be the more that you want and the more that you get and it will be the more that you want. And the more, can I tell you that you will never, ever, 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 ever meet a fleshly desire to its max level that you will never desire anymore. And we have fallen to this because we're constantly looking to appease a group group of people. In their fleshly desires and wants, it's not helping. I don't want God in in school anymore. I don't want to say the prayer because of your belief. You want it out. Well, stay home during prayer and come in. Why don't we pass that law? Why don't we say that we're going to have prayer in school and those that don't believe in God and do not want to participate in it, you just come in school after it's all said and done. Why do I have to suffer because of your flesh? I'm getting on a soapbox. And the school is upside down. You've got children shooting children. Keep on passing the stupid laws. Oh, I hope you listen. We don't even know... We don't even know how much. I told you all I had issues this morning. I warned you before I started. We don't know how much we're bowing to the enemy's, his feet. We, we don't know how much we're bowing to the enemy's desires. We're opening Pandora's box and the church and everything else around it has fallen to the enemy's feet. And we want to know why this world is so jacked up. I don't, I don't mind if you don't want to come to church. Don't come to church. I'm okay. But don't tell me I can't. I don't mind that you don't like to pray in tongues. Then don't. But don't tell me that I can't. I don't mind that you don't believe in the power of God and his healing virtue. That's fine. Don't ask for it. But don't try to come against me when I believe that. You stay out of my house and I'll stay out of yours. You you turn the doorknob on my house, you're probably going to open it up to something you don't want to meet. You better mind your own business. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. I ain't serving the government. I don't serve the laws of this land. I don't care. Throw a crown at me or whatever you want to, but I I don't care. Well, Pastor, you know what the Bible is. Shut up. (laughs) You don't even know what they were talking about. You don't even carry it in context. And you go to come to me and tell me. My help comes from the Lord. (laughs) Lord, help me. Who made heaven and earth? This isn't just some fictitious being that's, that's wandering around. This isn't. My help doesn't come from someone that didn't create something for me. My help comes from the one that created both heaven and earth and decided in the goodness of his heart to blow air into my lungs and allow me to live here. Amen. My help comes from him. Now, you know, it's, it's easy for us. It's easy for us to look around ourselves, the things that we're used to, to look for our help. And I'm not saying that some of our some of our uh, tangible defenses aren't good for us to utilize. I'm not saying that. What I'm trying to tell you and what I believe the psalmist is trying to let us know. And help us understand is. Even though it is a tangible defense that we can utilize. Just like medicine. That it didn't just show up. It came from the Lord. He said that he created everything in it. It's all his. Did you just think you got smart one day and got out of bed and went, oh, I think I'll make biscuits this way today. God give that to you. Now, if you burn it, don't blame it on God. You just didn't follow instruction. But everything that we have to our benefit, everything that we have, Everything that we can use, it came from the Lord. And the psalmist is trying to tell us do not look to everything else around you to find your help, but to lift up your head. Oh, ye gates. Look unto the hills. Yes. Ask up to heaven, where does my help come from? He'll remind you. Yes. But we're always looking for something else. Yes. We're looking for the lawmakers to fix it. You messed up. Because the lawmaker can't fix it. And I'm going to go even as far to say even if they made the right law, it ain't going to fix it. Do you think? (laughs) Let me help you. I'm just going to help you. How many of you believe this word? How many of you, how many of you believe that Satan believes this word? Now, how many of you believe that Satan hasn't stopped? Even though he believes this. So, if you, if he knows this word, and he does, better than you and I. If he knows this word and will still come against it, what do you think that a bunch of numbskulls are going to do? They gonna know the law and still come against it. That's why our prisons are full. the The law says you can't kill. I mean, that, that's that's not only a biblical law. That's a physical law here in the country. You kill somebody, you're going to jail. And people are still killing. So don't tell me if they pass. Well, pastor, if they would just pass that law and they would make it. There was a guy. Y'all remember? I'm on it. I shouldn't be on it, but I'm on it. I'm all over the box this morning. Y'all remember Kevorkian? Okay, everybody's got their opinion. I got mine. Just so happens this is my time. So I'm going to give you mine. I didn't really think he was too bad of a guy. pastor that lost his mind. Yep. He was helping people that were in Dire straight sickness that there was no means to an end, and they went after him. He was going to people, or pe- no, what he didn't even go to pe- people came to him and said, I can't, I'm, I'm sick, I'm beyond. And they said that wasn't okay. But what they're trying to tell you is okay now. That I can go to somebody now. That didn't ask for me to do anything. And take their life. Well pastor that's exactly how it's worked. That child has no right. right. It has no say so. He or she. It's defenseless. Yes. And they're saying that's okay. I'm t- listen, I'm telling you laws of this land are not going to settle it. That's right. There's going to come a judge that's right. and on his thigh is written for all the anti-tattooist on his leg it will say king of kings and lord of lords I didn't come against anti tattooists because of that because I don't do those either but I don't think they're taking you to hell either you can't show me that he I love this part he will not allow your foot to be moved. This is this is a an expression of stability throughout the Old Testament. And, and don't, don't forget how this started. This started with people that were going to the Lord. This 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 all this this whole psalm started as people were on their journey to Jerusalem. If, if, you can, if you could fathom this, as you approach God, as you are heading towards God, as you're living out your life and you're growing and you're, you're getting closer and closer to God, this is the answer. This is what takes a, I will stable you. All, if you will just focus on me, if you'll continue to walk, if you'll continue to step in my precepts, If you'll listen to my law and follow my laws, you just keep coming. I'm going to do this. I will stable you. I'll not let your feet be moved. (laughs) Let me give you an example, Gideon. God had to send a prophet to Israel. To tell them. Because Israel had forgotten. They thought that the Midianites were coming after them. That they were just being relentless and, and constantly coming. Y'all remember the story stealing their harvest and, take, and, and God goes and he finds, or he sent an angel and, and, and the angel of the Lord finds Gideon in a wine press. What, what are you doing in a wine press with wheat? Boy, get out there where everybody... See, that's what happens to us. But he, had, he sent Gideon. He woke Gideon from a sleep. He wasn't sleeping, but he was sleeping. He woke him from a sleep and said, Listen, son. Mighty man of valor. Y'all remember that? He sends Gideon to let the Israelites know, the reason that these Midianites are coming against you is because you have done something and God removed the hedge of protection. You see, y'all still ain't figured it out yet. And and God said, look, the only way I can get your attention sometime, because you're a knucklehead, the only way I can get your attention sometime is to remove. But Pastor, God won't. Yes, God will. Because a lot of you don't even have a prayer in your life unless you're in trouble. Y'all going to hate me after church. I don't really care. I told y'all I had issues when I came and I don't have medication. I'll not let your foot be moved. Check this out. Yeah, Tommy go go to Jude. Now, see, I'm going to keep your foot. I'm going to keep you stable. I'm going to I'm going to keep you from stumbling. And look at Jude. Jude says, now to him who is able. He's able to do it. He is able to do it. It's not a question anymore of whether God can. Some of the, I think the majority of the questions is, will we let him? And then the other portion of that question would be, will he? Will he? But I'm reading out of the psalm and he's telling me as long as I'm going to Jerusalem, as long as I'm heading to God. You know, me and you can go to God and we can fall off a path every once in a while. But you know, he'll protect you. Oh, y'all got to hang on a minute. See, we think that our relationship with Christ has to be perfection. That's not the case. It's not, it's not the idea of perfection It's the idea of trying to be. Jude, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. Look what he does. And to present you faultless. Does anybody here think that you're going to go to heaven faultless? Not on your own merit. Shoot. We can't even cook dinner faultless. <laughs> Some of y'all men scared. You won't say that. I will. It's a good effort. Present them faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. All because we're heading that way. See, this makes it even better for me. Because now I'm starting to understand some of the prayers that we pray and how idiotic they are. I better not say that. I did. I mean, we're going to pray these prayers, and he's already said he's going to do it. All I See, we, this is what I mean. Our prayer life is all about... Girl, you go. You've been reading your Bible. Our prayers are all about us. I know there's some every once in a while. We'll pray for others. God bless you. But I promise you, if I went in your diary, there would be more about, well, God, I, 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 me, and I, and help me, and get me, and I need, and, and we're asking him for these things. And he's telling us right here, you don't even have, if you'll just go in the direction you're supposed to go, I'll take care of everything else around you. Look at the. Could you imagine how crazy it would have been for the Israelites to pray for God to protect them while they were fleeing Egypt? When the whole time they're in the midst of the experience, cloud by day, day, pillar by night, water's being separated, water coming out of rocks, shoes being kept up, manna falling from sky, quail. I mean, can you imagine how... Oh, God, send us some quail, you idiot. It's right there. Okay. <laughs> but these is, this is where we get tied up because we're constantly going to God in need of something all the time. Can I just tell you that you shouldn't be really... I'm, I'll challenge a bunch of people and I don't really care anymore. If you got Jesus you honestly ain't. I can use the word ain't now, right? See, they passed that law. They put it in the dictionary. And they used to tell us, rednecks, you can't ain't. What? Yeah, ain't, Ain't is a word. It's in the dictionary. But if we have Jesus in our life, what more could you possibly need I'm waiting for somebody to answer. I asked a question. I love this woman. We. You got it all. You have it all. Jesus did not die in part for you and I. He died in whole. And yet we still, we look to one another for help. And when you can't give me what I want and make me happy about it, I'll probably go to somebody else. We won't turn our focus from here. Everything tangible in our life must meet a fleshly desire in our lives, or we are unhappy. Well, Pastor, I'd like to see you get rid of it. I it wasn't that I got rid of anything, I watched God take it. Right. Well, you can't say, God, yes, I can. Oh, absolutely, I can. Because I'll never forget that prayer rest of my life, because my wife threatened to kill me. I'll never forget it. I've never been so genuine in a prayer ever before in my life. I, I can still see the night. I mean, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and it was as bright in my backyard as it is in here right now. And the moon looked like it set on the corner of my yard. I'll never forget. It was the... I bet you... <laughs> I still say God had to push that thing down and let me see it. It was big. I'll never forget it. And I'm walking out back and I'm going, God, if all. And this was after I just bought my wife her dream home. We had good jobs. Living in places that I never dreamed I'd ever live. And me and my big mouth. God, if there's a chance this was ever going to get in my way or in our way of our relationship, take it from me. And it was no time. We lost two houses. We lost cars. Lost jobs. Sean remembers it. Y'all talk to Sean about it. He'll tell you, cause he couldn't understand the idea of why we moved across a cow field into a small Cracker Box house when he could see the house. Oh boy, don't. Whew. God will test every word comes out your mouth. You better be careful. My son, going. I don't understand. That's my house. I can see it from right here. Same year, they don't even get a pair of socks for Christmas. God took it off. Are you serious, Rocky? Are you, are you for real, Rocky? Let's see if you're for real, Rocky. I'm just sharing some stuff with you because I want you to understand that God will protect you with or without as long as you stay, went from tithing comma checks. Y'all know what a comma check is? That's when you got to put a comma in the check. <laughs> Gets a comma check. Went from tithing comma checks to tithing $30. Anybody that knows math, 10% of 300 is $30. Yeah. Keeping sheets up over archways to stay warm. Look, I, that's why. Don't come to me with your nonsense. I've been there, man. Lost it all. I going to say I lost it. It was taken. But we ain't give up on God. After all, I did say, <laughs> "Men, I do not encourage you to do that." Your wives will be extremely upset. He will not allow your foot to be moved. Man, I will stable you. I will keep you. I will watch over you. I will take care. You don't have, if you'll just come after me. That brought me to a scripture. Seeking first the kingdom, then all the other things to be added. Quit looking for stuff, man. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. It will tackle you. It will overcome you. Right? We'll run into it, won't we? Pow! Like running into a brick wall. He who keeps you will not slumber. This is, listen... This is being told to pilgrims that are going to Jerusalem. These weren't Israelites. These were pilgrims. And he said, if you'll just come after me, I'll take care of it. I will keep you. you know, some of this we were riding yesterday yesterday. And we rode by and there was a sign in somebody's Lord, in somebody's yard. And I caught a glimpse, and that's what made me research this and start looking at it this morning. But on the sign it said, He will keep you in all your ways. It's a keeper. My God, what a What in the world am I thinking? To think I can do anything without him keeping me. I can't have a relationship without him keeping me. I can't have family without him keeping me. I can't have a job, finances, nothing without him keeping me. Because if he stops keeping me. And moves a hedge of protection. I mean, a lot of us, I <laughs> almost asked this question. I ain't going to ask you. I'm just going to say it out loud. Sometimes when we face troubles and trials and tribulation, instead of blaming the enemy, we ought to ask ourselves, now, I'm not, listen, I'm not, I'm not, well, I'm <laughs> here's these I hate cliff notes. I have to do it all the time. Just because people get offended. I'm not saying that you're you're suffering sickness or ailment because of a sin. I'm not I'm not telling you that. I'm just this is what I am saying because I can go to scripture and see how it happened to Israel. God said, I gotta move some stuff in your life to get your attention so that you will turn and you will look to the hill and you'll ask me where does my help come from? So that we can begin to understand, so we can begin to realize that it's not in everything else that we have here on this earth. You can be the richest man in the world and yet be suicidal. What good is it? Oh, the Bible says, but what good is it that you, that you gain the whole world? But you lose your soul. See, you, you're where I keep saying you, and people keep saying, Rocky, if you quit saying you because you make people get uncomfortable, I want to. And if you keep saying you, then they thinking, I want you to think that it's you. You see what I'm saying? You getting me? I'm not just saying you by yourself as if I'm perfect. I'm saying you, and I'm pointing right through you, and there's about 12 of me right behind you. He'll keep you. He will keep you. see what surprise. He'll keep me in my wrongs. As much as he will keep me in my rights. All I have to do is just go after Him. Him. Man, that's why I had him play that song twice again. God, this is all about you. I, I didn't even care. I don't even know where I went in the seconds. I, I don't even know. I, I'm tired of worrying about whether I make you comfortable. Are you happy? Are you content? Are you fulfilled? Are you this? Are you that? Are I'm tired of doing that. I much It takes a lot less strength than to fool with a bunch of crazies and just tend to God. If you thought the same thing, I mean, then you only got one person that you have to worry about. Well, no, there's three. There are three in one. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> if you talk to one, you talk to all of them. But isn't it amazing how we can, how we can turn our lives upside down so quick? When we look for the things of this world to satisfy our soul. We think that because, man, if we if we do this or we get that, we'll go to sleep and we'll be at peace. Can I tell you? I don't, no, you won't. I'm more stressed now than I've ever been. You, you won't just, just because you're getting it now, it doesn't mean that everything else goes away. You still have stress. You still have worry. That's, nothing in this world is going to satisfy my soul. Most of what's in this world will steal my soul. He'll keep you and he will not slumber and look look at this he says and then it goes on and what some what some people are saying is this is a pilgrim that when he first looked up he said for whence does my help come from they they're thinking that maybe this could possibly be a priest that answered him and and began to speak to him because they traveled with one another but they they kind of This is how some of this stuff happens, but anyway, they they were thinking that maybe it was a priest, and so, so now just imagine you and your little pilgrims, and you're asking where does your help come from, and the pastor's telling you, your help comes from the Lord, but you'll ignore him and go looking for it. And then he says, Behold, and this was, this to me is a reiteration. There it is. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall not neither slumber nor sleep. Now back up. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Well, who is it that keeps me? It's the same one that keeps Israel. And if he's not going to slumber on Israel, he's not going to slumber on me. He's going to keep me just as much as he kept Israel. Now, I'm not... I just want you to know just because you're not... Okay, here's the easiest way to do it. I mean, you got to get simple sometime. Just because it's a pastor or a deacon or whatever else that is a, that is a servant in God's house to serve the people, just because it's them doesn't mean that God's going to keep them one way and keep you another. God said, if you and them were coming after me, I'm going to keep both of you the same. But sometimes in church, man, we can get confused. We think the pastor's got it all together. We think, oh, if we had the family that the pastor had, let me tell you, you better quit wishing that. My family's a mess. (laughs) Messed up from the chest up, tore up from the floor up. But we got to (laughs) stop. Now you know what I tend to. I told you it was messed up, didn't I? I mean, it's down the bloodline. I think the blood might have weakened. The further it goes down, the blood weakens a little bit. So I think the blood fell off a little bit. No, we tainted, there was a fly in the ointment. We tainted blood. Our blood wasn't that jacked up. No. Y'all stop picking on Tommy. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord he he is your shade at your right hand I, I just I had to look up this and try to get some idea on this because I'm like Dude, you're just not going to put in here the shade of your right hand what are you talking about how many of you know when it's hot outside you need shade more than just you on your right hand <laughs> it's not talking about that shade shade is a positive image of protection it portrays enveloping safety and refreshment in the heat so it's, it's a protection. And that, that takes me back to that mountain too. All through scripture you see where people fled to the mountains, were told to flee to the mountains for safety. Okay, So that's, that's another reason why, from where does my help come from? I lift up my eyes to the hill. The, the hill and the mountains were known in that time to be the dwelling place of God on earth was on the mountain. Remember Moses went up the mountain. Jesus went up the mountain. Y'all remember? That's where, that's where all the good stuff happened, was up on the mountain. The bad stuff happened in the valley. They danced naked and ate meat and praised and worshiped calves. Right? But on the mountain, holy, holy, holy. At your right hand, a position of honor and influence. Oh, He will keep you and shade you, your right hand. Can I tell you that no matter what people... Let me do it this way. As long as you are sincerely trying to go after God, no matter... In your rights and in your wrongs, he will still shade you. What I'm trying to tell you is, even in your wrongs, he will cover people's eyes sometimes. Yes, he will. And then he'll pull you to the side and go, now this is what's going on. This is what I didn't let them see. This is what I saw. And this is what you need to fix. And you say, yes, daddy. And then you fix it and you go on. And guess what? nobody's to the wiser. See, we, we, don't, we don't trust that the Holy Spirit can come and close your ears when the pastor says something. Do you, do you want to limit the Holy Spirit? Really? When you've got churches that are 10, 15, 20 thousand members and there's one message and there's 10 or 15 thousand sermons that come out of that one message with the people because everybody heard something different. And the pastor said one thing God loves you. Next thing you know, man, the pastor has said 115 different things in church. Because they all took it the way they needed it at the moment because the Holy Spirit. This is why some people, well, I'll leave it. I'll just leave it. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The Lord, He will keep, He will keep your honor before men. In your rights and in your wrongs, as long as you are continuously on the pathway to Jerusalem, if you're on your way to the Father, If you're working on your relationship with daddy, he will maintain your honor among men. I don't know about you. I need his help. You know, you can't influence people at work without him. You can't influence your hard-headed husband without him. She said, <laughs> amen, a to the men. But right? I mean, if we are, I mean, it, it, it's not going to matter what people think about you when you do wrong because he is going to shade, overshadow, keep your honor among men. The one person that was quick to say something about somebody else because of what they had done wrong is the same person that will look at you and go, oh, buddy, don't worry about it, man. We all make mistakes. I love you. Dude, I'm I'm telling you the truth. Because I've heard them in conversations of how they degraded other people because of just, just one little out of context word, just one little out of the way sane, or, or some, some word, is, uh, just anything small and stupid, and, and they degraded the person, and then I look at it and go, oh man, he'll kill me, he's going to crucify me, and then they go, it's okay, man, it, everybody makes mistakes, and this is how I understood what was, and I'm going, Whoa. He'll keep you. He'll guard your influence. He'll guard your honor. Just I don't know about you. It's nice to be honored among men. See, it's different. It, well, Okay, y'all, y'all go be religious and say, yeah, yeah. just, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Okay, have somebody slam a door in your face. That feel nice? Do you like that? You ain't like that? That would be dishonor. Like I said, it's nice to be honored. I'm getting old. I can't make it up steps sometime. It's nice to have young, stout men help you up a step or something. But It's good to be honored among men. But I'm not, I'm not going to be that if I'm not going after the Father. Don't get caught. The sun, I'm almost done. This was just for a couple hours of reading this morning. So, The, the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The, the, this means it, it's... <laughs> okay. The sun will not strike you down by day, and the moon not by night. Your faults, even though the ones that see it won't hurt you, and the faults that you have that people don't see won't hurt you. I'll protect you from you too. I'm going to protect you from people, and I'm going to protect you from you. I'm not going to let what... Does anybody else have issues at nighttime with, with the fights? I mean, this is the... If Christians really understood the, the purpose, or not the purpose, but the... the uh, the utilization of nighttime for the demonic, you wouldn't go to sleep. Mm -hmm. But he will keep you. See, that's why we should be able to sleep at peace. Because he doesn't sleep or slumber. He won't let something happen to me. The things that I do. Let me get in your living room for a minute. Your little sins that you commit when nobody's watching. Keep coming after him and he'll protect you. Now, that's not a permission to continuously do these sins. I'm just saying that that one time, that one time when you did that one thing, and you shouldn't have, God's not interested in putting you out and humiliating you. He's all about keeping you and protecting you and growing you and drawing you closer to Him. So that one little thing that you've done, that one time. He got you. Keep going after him. Don't let people tell you that you got to go outside now and dress in sackcloth and ashes and face Mecca and do 1,500 knee bows. You end up with camel knees. That's all you'll get out of it. But he'll keep you. The Lord shall preserve you I love that word he'll preserve you from all evil now that, that's just not it's just not evil that's that's adversity I mean he'll preserve you from all of it anything that comes your way he'll preserve you He shall preserve your soul. I don't care if he keeps anything else for me. As long as he keeps my soul. David put like, Lord, do anything you want. Just please don't take your spirit from me. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in. That's a Deuteronomy promise. Y'all remember that? Deuteronomy 28. From this time forth and even forevermore. He won't just do it today and tomorrow. He'll do it forevermore. I wonder what it's going to be like when it's over. I wonder what it's going to be like. You ever thought about it? What's it going to be like? I mean, I know we have this wishful thinking that, you know, I wish this would be over with so I don't have to deal with this no more. I wonder what it's going to be like to be in peace, to rest. Not just sleep for a few hours. I wonder what it's going to be like. To rest. Can you imagine? Have you ever found yourself in a, in a, in a place just for five or ten minutes? That's just we talk about it all the time when we're hunting. But that moment when the sun comes up over the mountain. Man, it's so peaceful. And about two seconds after that, that's it. So we don't get to rest long because then you got squirrels and hawks and owls and coyotes and everything just running amok and just driving you crazy. Everything just... But there's, there's that moment of peace, man. It's just... It's so quiet. And if you can get your head... Off of your problems at home and work and it's just so peaceful for a moment. I wonder what it's gonna be like. Some of us probably I hope he's I hope he's got Xanax up there, because some people gonna be trying to lose their mind up there. It's gonna be so peaceful, it's gonna drive people crazy. (laughs) Right? I know it wasn't no preacher. That wasn't a whole lot of preaching. But we need to understand who our keeper is. And we need to know where he comes from. And he loves us so much that he'll keep us through it all. Michelle almost started singing that one too. Through it all. But he'll keep us. And please don't get tied up in looking around everything in life to keep you. Because not one person can keep you. You'll be disappointed. You'll be hurt. You'll be talked about. You'll be dishonored. You'll be let down. You'll be betrayed. You'll be lied to. You'll be stolen from. You'll be cussed out. But he'll keep you.